Shane. You always had a situation in a big way, man. express myself sometimes when I need to be properly different. Fuck. It's not working, mate. Yeah. You broke it, mate. W- 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 welcome to the lockdown. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the lockdown with us. No guests tonight, so you're making do. Uh, remember, anything we say are not the opinions of our employers. They're our own opinions. And the opinions of that are no one else but us. So do not come at us with any legal stuff. Come at me, bro. Uh, how are you, gentlemen? We are Lone Rangers tonight. George, yeah. how are you? I am very good, thank you, sir. Um, Harry, how are you? Very good, thank you. Uh, Adam, how are you? I am chipper. <laughs> you look chipper. He looks like a... Um, it looks like the baby. Do you remember out of um, <clears throat> youngsters? Right, remember it. Like uh, what was that? What was the bloody? You know, George Dawes won the scores. Oh yeah, oh, baby, um, shooting stars, <laughs> shooting stars. Shoot stars. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Look a bit like him. Like a slightly fat version, though, isn't it? Yeah, but you got, and you got eyebrows, so you could get shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't but know. Well, Lucas was well. quite a big guy, wasn't he? I trimmed him. Look. Nice. You see that? You know. Yeah. Lovely. Spot on. Black eyebrows. Next one. Bit of Welcome, 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 everyone. Uh, tonight we're going to just talk about a few things. We're going to have a little update on everybody's uh, current scenarios, mindsets, what they're what they're doing, what they're thinking. Um, I thought we'd have a little recap over the guests actually, and just you know just cover you know the different guests we've had on, and it gives the people who are listening uh, some opportunity to ask for the sort of guests. Um, you want to listen to um, what backgrounds people come from you want to have them on a chat or you indeed want to have a come on another chat and you've got something to say um, you know hit us up on the PM uh, on the Facebookings and all that sort of business so um, this week's been um, well I guess it's been today's been an interesting one uh, the Prime Minister, illustrious leaders, back in the game, which is good to see him well after a spell of illness, obviously. Um, we've got um, uh, new support for businesses, which is interesting. We might just cover that later, which is uh, uh, a good thing. And um, anybody else got any other interesting news that's come up today? I mean, dropping dropping um, death figures, which is obviously encouraging, but still very sad because there are still our deaths due to coronavirus. Um, but somewhat skewed figures because they're only recording hospital deaths, which, again, I think is something, I don't know about you guys, but something I really thought we'd get away from um, this far in the game. I think we're like five weeks into a lockdown and we're still only recording hospital deaths is that me or is that something you guys thought would sort of be a thing of the past as such there'd be a bit more of a 
a a national death due to COVID record at this stage. Yeah, there's got there's got to be a reason. They're either they're either so horrific they don't want us to know, or um, everyone's so busy doing other stuff the normal process or procedure isn't working correctly, so they can't physically record them. Um, well, all, well, all conspiracies aside, I think the thing is that you you can't really say they don't want us to know because the hospital figures alone are pretty bad. So if they didn't want us to know, they'd be dressing up hospital figures, I would have thought. Um, do you think it's due to like a lack of testing or, or just a, a, a you know we've only this is this week has really been the first week that testing's really been up and running, isn't it? I, I ignore the testing. That's just for me. That's just a whole not not being too overly scientific. But unless they unless they test everyone, it's just meaningless because yeah. all the tests are people that they can get the test to. Mm. Um, like I've alluded to in the past, I was really ill in February, really ill, not death ill, but you know, quite a bad flu, um, and so were quite a few other people. A lot of people coming back from the Euros, mate, yeah. reporting illness. You know that? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. That's come up today. And a lot of people are saying uh, that coming back from the Euros, people mm. are very ill. But, I mean, that, that's, you know, very much, you know, surmising things yeah. there. But Until I think you're right, Adam, yeah. in, in what you're – well, uh, and then that's, like you said, it's got to be an anti antibody or antigen test, whatever you want to call it. Mm. It's got to be pretty um, – reliable isn't it to give decent um answers to that but um i don't know i just i just thought that there must be records of non-hospital deaths and then even so for example <clears throat> i believe it's something like 450 deaths recorded in care homes as covid related deaths but even they're not included in the figures and the daily briefings which i just find astounding really that you even if you've got a very small unreliable figure because it's at the lower end you would still include it because it's still a, a relevant figure is that does anybody yeah. disagree with me on that i mean do you think it could be a case of some deaths are hard to confirm as uh, caused by covid it could be a case where people have died of causes that they would have died from anyway but happened to have covid at the same time so yeah. it's difficult to correlate all of the figures together with yeah say people you know if they had some sort of other illness died from that but happened to have you know corona at the same time it could be some sort of conflation issue well, a lot of people are are saying um that deaths from you know, chronic illnesses and, and bits and pieces, they have been included in or, you know, attributed to coronavirus because a person had a, well, maybe terminal cancer, uh, but at the same time, they also had coronavirus. Oh, well, it's coronavirus. It wasn't the terminal cancer. I mean, whether that's, you know, whether that's actually happening or not, I don't know. Um, but it still makes me think that we're never truly going to get a grip of total deaths, like accurate, accurate deaths from this. There's too much at play. I think, I think testing is probably the key in all this, and that actually that that all the way through, it's it's been testing of people in hospital, and then tagged onto that was testing of frontline hospital staff, which uh, again, you know, I think those hospital staff were probably only tested when they got 
admitted to hospital, actually. I, I don't think that was when they went home to their families because obviously they weren't getting back to work. That was the whole problem. The whole problem was people were self-isolating and so were their families and no tests were going out to release them to come back to work. Hence why the NHS was hit with quite big um, what, you know, lost working day figures from staff. But um, it's, a, it's an interesting correlation, I think, will probably come out later i think this is going to be the after covid story do you know what i'm saying i think this is going to be yeah it'll be the witch hunt wouldn't it well i don't know if it'll be a witch hunt because governments never witch hunt themselves mate to be honest no you know no, come on there'll be a public in, there'll be a, a public inquiry that won't go anywhere you know well that's what i'm saying exactly yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's exactly my point the, the, yeah and you can't really blame anyone else because no one else is, you know, only, I guess, the Chinese. But, I mean, it's, you know, that's, that's a far-fetched China. thing, China. And what China. sanctions are you going to put on them? You know what I mean? It's, it's, they no really China care. food. Uh, but, that's my Saturday's ruined. I'm mine. <laughs> you mean you're every day, Adam? Yeah. <laughs> Mate, the gym will open again one day and you will feel my wrath. There's empty threats, isn't it, George? Yeah, definitely. He won't get his passport before me as far as, uh, you know, his COVID leaving the house passport. <laughs> He's going to be so hesitant for this microchip, I'm just going to be like, put it in me. Yeah, just t- I'll take it. I just want to train again. Adam will be evading the microchips for months and months. But the, um, going back to the old testing and microchips again, they still haven't proved that if you've caught it once, you can't catch it again. So that's a big fundamental flaw in but, the logic but, but of escaping. This is the problem, Ad, though. This is goes back to your first comment on the the unreliability of the science, because yeah. if a test is so unreliable and doesn't give you a true reflection of whether people have actually had it or not, mm-hmm. how do you go back and prove if they caught it again that they really had it in the first place if a, if a yeah. test is only 30% accurate do you know what I mean they might not have even had it in the first place you've had a false positive and you're going mm. back and you're testing them again you know or, or vice versa I guess mm. it's, a, it's a I think it's you know this testing thing what who who it was the who that said wasn't it not the who the band the who world health organization that said test 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 that was them wasn't it yeah, they, they were saying test, 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 and we just haven't done that at all. And the countries that have done that seem to have got far more accurate figures. Have been, you know, look at New Zealand today. I believe they did a lot of testing, mm. and I think they, are, I think they announced that they had no COVID nineteen deaths today. That's pretty impressive to yeah. compare to the rest of them. Well, I, I don't know the giant. I don't know the medical term, but when you um, what you're supposed to do, um, like that film Contagion I told you about mm. the other day, it shows it in there quite good. You you find, you trace it all the way back. So you find who's caught it, and you discover all of the people they've met. You test them if they've got it. You quarantine them, mm. and you you trace it all. So you know, so you, you know trap it to stop it spreading. I think that's what the WHO originally meant. Mm. Now this thing we're all going about now, almost the release from lockdown is if everyone gets tests. I still don't think that's. It's just almost like a bit of um, panacea for the people to keep everyone a bit happy. There's hope. Mm, you but, know, 
I think there's the risk of like the mutation and whatnot as well. Like you yeah. don't know how far it can deviate from the source yeah. corona, as it were. Yeah. And you know, with isolation, maybe that's the double-edged sword of it. It could be a case yeah. that you get two different strains localized mm. that meet together and just make some sort of super corona. Mm. Bro, science there though. I don't really know. Bro. Yeah, bro. No, but interestingly enough, George, um, I was reading about the H1N1 um, virus. And they, um, they, it was really interesting how they come about because they were saying that, let's say they surmised it came from a chicken. It, well, a human had a flu and a chicken had a flu and a human couldn't give the chicken the flu and the chicken can't give the human the flu, but they can both give the pig the flu. Yeah. And that is how these... Is uh, it called zootropic, zoonotic, zoonotic. Something? Yeah, something like yeah. that. And that's how these viruses come about because it's the amalgamation of two l viruses that are can be attributed to an animal and a human and collate in one animal or creature or food type or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And that's how it comes about. So it's interesting you say that because I think um you know yeah, it's just an interesting... Yeah, I mean, as they say in uh, Jurassic <coughs> Park, nature always finds a way. So, yeah. Have you yeah. seen Sweden? Is it Sweden? That aren't, they haven't done any lockdown? And yeah. they're, like, <coughs> they're, they're not that bad. Well, they've they got right in cases, because my, my other half's Swedish, and um, her mum is... The Swedes are very, very trusting of their government. Um and uh, you know whatever the government says they're kind of like they put a lot of faith in that whereas here we're major skeptics um and we've been on the phone trying to convince her, her mum who's in her 60s that this is a legit threat you know she's in her 60s she's also a heavy smoker so um does she blonde oh uh, yeah believe it or not mate yeah <laughs> <laughs> not just your type or anything <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um but they're really relaxed about it, like really, really relaxed. They've got the social distancing in place, but I, I mean, there's only nine million people in the country. But they they've gone for the whole original herd immunity, haven't they? Basically, you know, unwritten. If you're gonna die from it, you're gonna die from it. That's 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 like the unwritten policy, isn't it? It's a uh, yeah. very horrible way of saying it and speaking of that's what it that's what it is isn't it, it? it's almost it, it is yeah i think it was down to the the swedish economy if they did do if, if they did shut lock down the swedish economy would take such a hit that it, they'd just fly into a recession head first uh it would, it would really not wind out the sails so um whether they've done the right thing or not you know we'll find out but um did you hear about that today that there's a new emerging threat to kids uh some yeah. sort of confirmation yeah. Inflammation based uh, causes their hearts to swell up. It's like um, yeah. Kawasaki, it's like Kawasaki disease, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Get a rash on your arms and then your tongue goes all. Yeah. Bumpy. But they don't know if the, if that's linked to COVID or if it's a, if it's a new pathogen. So that's interesting. Mm. That's the last one. We don't want to double dose. <laughs> but, but this is another another serious thing. Now again, I'm not my my science is bro science, bro. Plus a bit of A level biology and being a genius. So Oh naturally, mate. Yeah. yeah. When when you're rocking around, when you're a kid, 
when you get dirt on you, your body builds up immunity to stuff. <laughs> now everyone's in super clean houses with disinfectant everywhere, everyone going crazy. The usual little germs we get and deal with on a daily basis, gone. Yeah. That, that's going to have an effect because we're used yeah. to having it. We're not having it anymore. Well, my and little you know one, I mean? yeah, she got a fever the other day. Yeah. Um, and of course, we shat ourselves. We're like, mm. fucking hell, COVID. But who have we seen? I mean, it must have been something I brought yeah. home. But I remember that same day, she was drinking out of the paddling pool, sticking her head in there and yeah. just drinking. And that water was filthy, mate. <laughs> you know. End dog. End dog's drinking away. <laughs> <laughs> that was S. It, it, it was S dog. S dog was S-dog. the youngest, the, the savage. Yeah. Yeah. When she turns of age and she can get in the, uh, into jujitsu, mate, you're done for, Adam. She's going to bite your ankles. No, it's the end of it. I'll knee ride until she dies. I'll knee ride her, mate. Until Edog has to come. How dare you knee ride my daughter? Yeah, you got to watch out for that. Mother's wrath. <laughs> she loves me. So, any any emerging news about BJJ um, or or anything starting back as such, as Italy. far as gyms is concerned? Bad. Team sports, team sports in Italy are being allowed to come back in May. Right. Um, what behind closed doors? No, I think for um, surely not spectators. Not spectators, but to actually do it. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, so they right, but you can are they gonna do like football matches behind closed doors and things like that? Is that no, it didn't say that. It's just in terms of like participation. Right, okay. So um I think days of big crowds are gonna be gone forever. Do you think? Yeah. Or oh, for a long I, time. A long time, yeah. Forever's not not never forever, if you know what I mean. But I think end of the year there's not gonna be any Anything like you know, my daughter's got a slot, uh, her mind set on um, there's this thing called Slime Fest, <laughs> she really wants to go to it in October, but no chance, this is not going to happen. Yeah, you know, big crowds, um, might you know, prove me wrong, but I think there's going to be for us, BJJ or any sports, they're going to let it happen, but in a, in a controlled setting, as clean and healthy as you can, but limiting the number of people in a room. So you still could potentially catch it, but you won't give it to yeah. such a big number. Tight restrictions yeah. of number people you mix with, sort of thing. The horse, mm. the horse races that, mm. that's supposed to have caused. I think it's uh, seventy thousand people into Cheltenham Raceway, something like that. Or, uh, I think I think I put the right thing. What the one that uh, culture secretary was telling everybody that they should go to. Yeah. The day the day after the it's the uh, lockdown or Spain lockdown that one the Cheltenham race. <laughs> Yeah, race, yeah, and and the and the hospital admissions surrounding the race course through the roof. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but that, but that's how you get par Faux par of the faux par of the uh, of the month, I reckon. That was uh, he probably got gold star for that because that was a pretty big clanger right there. <laughs> that and they're going out on the piss when they announced it. Yeah, the final on, like, day, Friday. Yeah. Then everyone went, oh yeah, rather than just knock it on the head. That yeah. afternoon, bang. Yeah. It's now yeah. shut. You're... It's closed tonight. You can't do it. G- giving everyone a last hurrah. Crazy. Yeah, it's but, that, but I think that's the thing. Sorry, mate. Over, over no, on, mate. I, I think that's go, going back the other way. It's going to be slow and steady. But, you know, the, ma- the maths of it is you meet people, you'll spread it to, like, the they have because they haven't tested enough people yet. They haven't worked out that R0 number. The, number of people you would give to when you're infected with it so 
I don't think it's that high, to be honest. So I think it's two, two point two or something. And that's so if you went into a group. Yeah, you you're going to infect two point two people in that group of. Is it ten or a hundred? In ten. In a hundred, I think. Yeah. So. If you're in a room with 10, or it might be, you know, it's, I, I don't know the maths behind it, but I, but I know if you lessen the group, the people in a room, you're not going to affect as many people statistically. So if you were to cut a class, say a BJJ class of 20 down to 10, your infection's half. So that, that's a, a quick and easy method they could use to employ. But then, you know, if you've got quite a small gym, 10 people's fine. But if you've got a massive gym where you need to have 40 people on the map, to make it break even, mm. it's, people aren't going to be able to reopen. I was going to say it'd be quite interesting to see if like gyms started implementing like specific like like BJJ gyms like a register system. So kind of like for example like some classes, uh, like generic sports classes, they'll have like online sign up forms where you can only yeah. sign X amount of people per day or yeah. per session. Like, could you see that being something that introduced BJJ later in the year when things started? 100%. So I, I nearly introduced that when I was in the reef, that little um, uh, the little hall place I used to first hire. I was looking at the mechanism of getting the cash off people and getting people to sign up. And I thought I'd do that. I'd limit, I'd limit the numbers. But um, that, again, relies on everyone buying into whatever app it is or whatever system you use. And if someone turns up and they haven't signed up, go home, mate. You're not training. You haven't, you know, if they're a member, they, they know the score. And that's sort of, a, for me personally, a minute is a step too far. But if we have to do that, we have to do it. I think logically, a, a club like ours could easily do a white belt class and a, and a coloured belt yeah. class yeah. And, and segregate the two. I know. Yeah. Ah, no, Dirty no, white no, belts. No, no. 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 Always <laughs> picking on my people. You stick, you stick with each other, pal. <laughs> I'm never going to see you again, Kerry. Yeah. Yeah. We we could wipe out all the white belts. Yeah. <laughs> but that that is there's 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 some simple ways around it. But like Adam saying, I think it's going to be it's going to hit the bigger clubs harder in that sense because it's just it's just harder to split up classes. You know, logistically, space wise, it's it's a difficult it's a difficult thing. But let's talk about. Um, Let's talk a bit about well-being. I think that's probably quite a important thing going on at the moment, and the general well-being of us, I suppose, is a is a good starting point. Um, George, how's has been your your sort of well-being, mental well-being, and and time? Obviously, without jiu-jitsu, but with work and so on and so forth. How you been? You know, how you been feeling, so to speak? Yeah, pretty good, to be honest. So work is uh, incredibly busy for me at the moment. I mean, funny that when people are kind of stuck indoors, looking outdoors pretty much mandatorily every day. Um, so in that aspect, it's good to keep me distracted. So, you know, pretty much every day from eight till five, I'll just be head down working the whole time. Um, and as far as sort of, you know, activity, I'm just keeping myself busy, really. So uh, still training BJJ with the wife and whatnot. Um, there's a pretty good uh, frustrating quote from her today which is <laughs> just all of this shit keeps on falling into the same thing or something to that effect when uh, I kept on uh, arm barring her uh, <laughs> and then uh, yeah like, as far as my mental well-being though I feel like 
I'm fine. Like, I'm not one of those people who needs too much social interaction. Um, but, like, you know, I think if I didn't have sort of my mum and wife to chat to every now and again, I might spiral a little bit. Mm. What about you, Adam? What's, 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 the, what's the situation with you? How's your mental well-being? Yeah, I'm, been? I'm good. Always good. Um, work's a bit weird. So I work in an office um, by myself currently. So um, I just keep myself busy at work. But uh, work has become busier than ever for some reason, um, which is weird. But uncertainty is always around because I work in construction. Um, so a lot of projects have been uh, either frozen or um, sort of pushed away from this COVID time. And now we've one one number of jobs to start but of course no one's going to start them until this is over so it's a bit of a bit of a waiting game um and also there's always uncertainty like this construction so it's always a bit like oh, we're not going to get paid there's all that sort of drama um which is the only thing that plays in my mind but it always plays in my mind so it's not mm. not really a problem um kids have gone mental um <laughs> which is to be expected um home learning doesn't suit them as their style of um, absorbing information. Um, my, my wife is basically, I, I go to the office, so she stays home and looks after them. When I come home, I try and, we try and do a bit of fitness and then go and do something. But um, that's my only sort of worry is long-term uh, damage to the kids, really, mm. getting stuck, stuck at home. What's your fit, what sort of fitness regime have you got going on? So I'm doing that couch to 5K uh, little programme which is easy to be honest or well, it's easy so far it might get hard mm. i used to run back in the day if you could believe it but um i don't like running are you uh, taking the kids out running as well then are they all going yes we'll go we go into the local sports field um it's, it's dead there's no one there I feel a bit cheeky really because no one's there and we just run around the football pitch and there's like some woods next door so we run around the woods <coughs> clark chases us joins in a little bit then isla does a little bit and then Cara. um yeah, they're mincing around doing their running and stuff as well. So it's all it's all good. But um, I hate running. You know, fair play to people that can run. I'd, I'd rather... It's just so boring. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather get squashed by a massive giant man underneath for like two hours than do running. It just doesn't just doesn't do it for me, to be honest. As yeah. a type. And if that was my only fitness for the rest of my life, I'd be quite upset. Um, but, you know... It, it is what it is. It just it is. I think it's it's good. It's going to make me more grateful for BJJ when it comes back. Mm. And you know, I used to go to the gym, lifting once or twice a week. Um, I used to hate it actually. To I used to do it just for maintenance. But now I'm like really missing it. So uh, mm. it's crazy. What about you, Kerry? What's been? How's your well-being been? It's it's been. Uh, up and down really um are you guys are aware that i lost my mum in december um and since that point i've had to uh i've, I've kind of had to go down a, a path of keeping myself busy to not process the events of last year and uh this has kind of forced me to stop so i guess the first few weeks was bloody hard um but now i've sort of processed an awful lot and that's kind of helped because uh, I don't think without this I would have processed everything I needed to before 
you know, it's like back in it take me a long time. Uh, but past that, I'm loving it. Um, you know, the kids are, you know, they're just glowing. Um, really enjoying the one-to-one homeschooling can fuck off. <laughs> just, you know, it's like, it's like, I mean, Nova's bless her. She does try, but it's weird. As soon as I put a pen in her hand and tell her to write, she's so tired. She just needs to go to sleep right away. And it's like, oh, you know, and dog. Don't, don't bullshit a bullshitter, you know? Um, other than that, um, this, you know, the podcast help, you know, knocking this out a couple of times a week has been really good as well. You know, something to look forward to, isn't it? And um, fitness wise, um, <clears throat> believe it or not, I'm running as well. Um, I managed to do, I think I'm doing f- uh, three days a week, so 5K every time. And I managed to do my 10K on the other day. So I was quite happy with that because I've never run that far in my life. I'm not a, I'm not a runner. I'm more of, you know, I like, I, I don't mind doing weights and things, but running's not my bag. Um, but I did manage to do 10k. Went over to Blashford Lakes, uh, which is nice. It was good. It's a hot day, so you know, the weather's really helped. But what about you, Dave? Has it been me? Um, what about me? <clears throat> well, I guess. Um... As far as home stuff's concerned, um, I think I'm along the same lines as Adam. I think the kids are getting a little bit restless. They're, they're quite, we're quite used to going and doing quite a lot of stuff. Like we go down the beach a lot and we go out quite a lot. So I think they're getting not stir crazy, but I think it's um, it is difficult for them to amuse themselves all the time. And I think they are doing homeschooling and it is tough and stressful on everyone because my wife's trying to, um, she like she does her, do it properly, properly, you know, as I'm sure a lot of mums and, and dads are. And it is tough when you're not a teacher as such because, you know what I mean, you're almost learning stuff yourself to then go and convey that stuff like, you know, some of the English things that are going on, not wanting to sound, I, I would say my English is pretty good um but some of the you know conjunctions and frontal adverbials and 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 things that we just didn't learn we know what they are if i if i showed you you would you would recognize them but it, to the labels of them are just not familiar so i think that has been a little bit stressful um on a work but it, again it's been nice to have the kids around and be around the kids um for me that's been a bit tricky because um I'm working from home and um, and it has been particularly busy and it's difficult for the kids to see you there at home and like um, and you not be able to interact with them as you would want to because obviously I'm getting work phone calls and emails and yeah. like non-stop what I mean so that's a little bit just trying to make that separation is difficult um I'm not a huge social character from around the gym, apart from the gym. So I don't really, it's not a social interaction. I, I talk to my mates on the phone um, and I talk to plenty of people throughout the day. It's it's actually, it's almost, I'm doing it more than I would do normally. So that's yeah, yeah. kind of, and from a fitness point of view, believe it or not, um, I start, I've been doing Joe Wicks because I'm not a runner. My 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 ankles and my knees of years of kicking and doing whatever are not 
built for running anymore. Um, so I've been doing a lot of hit sessions, do one every day, and I've sort of rekindled my love for um, for kicking. So I found the, the the bag back, and I'm just doing rounds in a bag, and I'm trying to get my flexibility back, and I'm, I'm trying to kick better because it's something I, I used to do really well, and I sort of got into the Thai style of kicking, and 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 you know one low leg kick was pretty much I was that was me, and I'm sort of going back and trying to improve on that a little bit and I'm videoing it a little bit and just trying to see where I can improve and you know go back to seeing if I could do something you know be happy with it again um as almost like a, just a personal like a, a minor thing that I got from jiu-jitsu where in jiu-jitsu you seem you improve or you learn something every time it's just going back and revisiting that um but from a from a mental well-being thing I think I'm the same as everyone else. I feel absolutely fine. I think what I guess bothers me a little bit is the things that you don't notice about your character or yourself, that you are not going <laughs> to be the one to make the judgment on whether you're fine or not. Do you know what I mean? So, for yeah. example, um, at the moment, I find shopping really weird. I don't know if anybody else finds that. Stressful, mate. Stressful. Don't wanna, I don't want to go to big shops. Nah. Not interested, like, you, yeah, you can horrendous. stick Morrison's up your ass or Be whatever. After you come home, I'm I'm shattered when I get home from it. Yeah, it, it's Horrible. it's a strange it's a strange thing, um, and I and I guess there's been like a bit of weird like there's been a bit of guilt attached to shopping. I know this sounds really strange, doesn't it? But there's almost been like um there's there's so many other like idiosyncrasy sort of weird um etiquette to follow now with shopping are you buying too much stuff are you buying enough is it essential you know i'm not saying i consciously think about this because i probably don't i just go to the co-op get what i need but there is a lot being fed to you in if you're a conscientious person about how you shop when you shop if anybody knows you still can't get a delivery slot for love nor money so you can't actually properly adhere to you know the government guidelines of what they're supposed to do which is like mm-hmm. go shopping as little as possible and I, and I think that's like a really minor uh, observation but if you look at that in the bigger picture as to how all these other things are going to affect us moving on and the longer it goes on I wonder what the bigger issues socially will be like like I, I said to, I can't remember, I was talking to a work colleague the other day, and I, and I said, look, you know, I know it's minor for a lot of people. I'm quite tactile, so I, I don't mind a hug. I don't mind, like, my mates or whatever, have a cuddle or pat them on the back, or I'm a, I'm a handshaker. And, and I think, could we be seeing the death of the handshake? Because I just think this is going to be an outmoded um, sense of greeting. I just don't think people are going to see that as a clean thing to do moving forwards. I honestly don't. I don't know what you boys think, but for well, me, how that's... A, how long's a handshake, though, Dave? How long does it go back for? Well, centuries. Yeah, so it's, it survived the Spanish flu. Survived black, well, I know, black but death. I, I think the if Spanish this goes flu, on long, long term, it would all change everything. Your brain would be like... Um, a handshake you you'd have to force yourself to do it so my i have trouble because i'm same as dave probably a bit you know non-gay but gay 
grab people, cuddle them, kiss them. Grab them, yeah. Grab them, force them. That's that's how I meet anyone. If I know you more than two <clears> seconds, that's the game. That's what's on. But when I meet people now, I have to stay, stay away from them, keep the social distance, and my brain is going, grab him, grab him, grab him. And, and I have to, like, we, you know, tell my brain not to do it. You do that yeah. too many times, you're conditioning yourself not to do something. So... Um, I think also on that point as well, that's a really good point, Adam. And I don't know what you think about this because I've got a really weird theory about this. <clears throat> that in, 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 in 1918 in the Spanish flu, life was riskier. Mm. Without a shadow of a doubt. Mm. Just existing, there was a lot more dangers, there was a lot more disease, there was a lot more infections, there was a lot more... The healthcare wasn't anywhere near as good science wasn't anywhere near as advanced as it is now the, the leaps that we've done in science so actually i think in a sense people weren't as afraid as they are now because everything is now built to keep you safe and you have all these developments of you know mental health ailments that have been produced by modern society ocds agoraphobia and the such like and i think the difference between, for example, like really minor thing like handshaking in, in 1918, people weren't necessarily willing to change their lifestyle as much. And also there wasn't the news and the media that sent around messages to people like it does now, living, working, like lifestyle practices and, and, and such like. Whereas nowadays, <laughs> the communication factor around the world is huge. And human behavior from someone in australia is affected by someone in the uk all the way over the other side of the world that that just wasn't the case in 1918 but it is the case now and i think me people are really really conscious of how they behave and how they move almost as conscious as the extremities of people who are conscious they don't want to behave that way like you're seeing in america if if you understand what i'm saying so you've got this You've got almost two extremes and it's whatever extreme carries on. But all, already now, who is going to start shaking hands? Who is going to see that as the first acceptable thing to do? When I meet people, and I don't know about you guys, because you, I mean, no disrespect to you guys, but you probably aren't going out as much as I am still going out with work. I'm meeting groups of people and by nature, I'm not coming anywhere near those people but i am conversing with them and talking to them and in all and to put my hand out to shake my hand is just not an option and it's not an option for them either and like adam says the longer this goes on i wonder how embedded entrenched in people's psychology because it's not the act that you're refraining from it's the theory behind the act that you're contaminating each other and then you're further leaving yourself at risk of, you know, infection. I think if, if well, if this thing goes on, like Adam said, if it goes on long enough, it's going to burn a hole in our in our brain with ways to react, react and whatnot. But this thing appears to be edging further off the cliff. So what we're looking at, 300 plus cases, plus deaths today, sorry. I mean, New Zealand's coming out of the hole. Europe's starting to open up. I don't think it's been long enough. I mean, I I want to hug my mates. I want to get to that point where, you know, they're right. Yeah, you're okay. You're out the gates. You can go back to work. You can go back to the club again. 
first thing I'll be doing is, is grabbing someone for a cuddle or shaking a hand, you know, say we got through it. I can't, I can't, I can't see myself ever giving up on close contact with friends. I, really can't. I think it'd be weird though. And if you do BJJ after this, you'll be especially weird. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause, cause we're used to hugging people, grabbing, you know, not just in when you're doing it, but you know what I mean? It's very mm. tactile, shake people's hands. Slap you get other people sweat in your mouth, mate. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> face full of chest hair. Yeah, yeah, all over that. But you know what I mean? It, <laughs> when you greet people, up. hello, mate, hello, bro. It's all it's all cool. But that'll be, that'll pass the way. But I'll, I'll give you a thing. There's, you know, I'm not a psychologist. It's called operant conditioning. So um, that's happened to me in my office. So there used to be a leaky... Um, the tap was running too much. So basically the tap, every time you touch the tap, you gave electric shock all the time. So um, you make your cup of tea, electric shock. You uh, turn the tap onto the washer, electric shock. So that's fixed now, but I cannot touch that tap. Now, I just can't touch it because my brain, I'll go to, I'll put my hand, my hand which you go down to touch the tap and my brain remembers get electric shock and I, I have to, force myself to touch and that's that's true operant conditioning and that you know i maybe got electric shocked five times six times something like that and then that's rewired my brain and i think as long as this goes on when you meet people in the shops when you see people um like dave's obviously having more exposure in a professional manner but i you know i work in an office where people knock on my door all the time to speak to me and i'm like jesus christ and it's the same thing. My new, normal group, and he'd be like, hi, and shake the hand. But now I'm standing back. When that's all over, that's going to be a, we'll be able to break through it, but it'd be a, um, you have to make a physical decision in your brain to do it. Yeah. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird times. It's that's interesting, it. like you said, though, Adam, about large groups of people. So if you, if you envisage that there wouldn't be large groups gatherings until there was a, vaccine that was seen deemed suitable then gathering in large groups would probably seem odd wouldn't it it would be so odd, very odd yeah and it'd be so what i'm I've, i'm all right at teaching i think in terms of not getting nervous or shy but it, that would be weird standing up in front of how many people showing a position people asking questions i used to do it every day of the week i haven't done it for like six weeks Mm-hmm. imagine what it's going to be like june july august whenever we're, we're allowed back it's going to be like whoa can i even can i do this someone will snigger about a joke and not get it or someone will be a weirdo and not understand and i'll just be like ah! and that's just that's just in a yeah go all shy and that, that's in a bjj setting imagine if you're a public speaker or like dave he has to go to a big um a big incident and there's millions of people there and you have to stand up and speak it's gonna be a weird weird thing you know what i mean not Going to the cinema. I love going to the cinema. That's going to be a horror show when you go to the cinema. Mm. If cinema is even allowed to come back. Yeah. Do you know what's already getting me? Points of contact. Door handles. Uh, like uh, basket handles. Shit that you know other people have touched. I'm yeah. already looking at it like, ah, oh, fuck, I know I've got to touch this bloody thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's already messing with my head. What do you think, George? Is there anything part of lifestyle that you think has potential to be 
not irreparably changed because everything comes back over time, doesn't it? Because you know, you know, behaviour can be temporary. But do you think there are going to be things that people are going to struggle to come to terms with um, after yeah, this? Uh, totally. I mean, you know what the guys were sort of talking about uh, with regards to you know the way people socially interact, how that might have an impact and stuff. I mean, you look at the origins of some of the, the things like handshakes anyway, and you know, different types of greeting. You never know, this might evolve into some sort of weird greeting that hundreds of years later we still do, and people are like, oh, what's the origin of that? Oh, yeah, there was this massive virus about 100 years ago and people started greeting them each other this way. So, I mean, you never know. There, there might be some sort of weird, long-lasting effect or even that it's just someone does something funny one day and it becomes almost like a joke. Oh, yeah, people uh, come out going like this now and that, that's how people say hello. Like, it could just be some sort of weird, silly thing like that. But I think just generally the way in which, I mean, like, from my personal experience, like I'm quite a conscientious person. Like if I'm like before COVID going to the supermarket, if I see someone coming in my direction, they want to turn left or something and I'm in the way, I, I'm one of those awkward people who does the 50 feet away stand and wait for them to come even though I'm way closer than them. Yeah. But, but like you know, going to the supermarket now, it is literally like invisible walls all around just trying to avoid people and moving overly cautiously around them and then looking at me like I'm absolutely crazy. But at the same time, like, yeah, it's just overthinking it because of the situation that's in place. And I think, you know, personally, I'm probably going to still be doing this come October, November time. And I, I think a lot of people will probably have similar behaviours in regards to being overly cautious not to be in too close a proximity to other people. Mm. Um, with regards to sort of leisure and entertainment, yeah, like the whole like, like locker rooms and stuff like that, uh, you know, how people use them, maybe cleaning methods and stuff might be a lot higher than they were beforehand. You know, I think there is going to be a massive cultural impact. Mm. And you look at like streaming services, do we really need to go to the cinema anymore? Like, yes, it's a good experience, but you can get movies that are coming out live now. Cinema was on its last legs anyway, George, wasn't it, really? It was, you know, I think Steven Spielberg mentioned the death of cinema is pretty much inbound. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. I mean, the experience isn't worth it anymore. I mean, you think, no. you know, this <laughs> turning into a bit of a rant now, but it's kind of like you go to the cinema... Yeah, you, you spend, yeah. Like, like for you, yeah, 80 quid. I mean, for me, I'm, I'm looking at about 30 quid. Then you get your Ben and Jerry's, then you get your hot dogs, triple the price. You sit down and then there's a guy next to you halfway through the film decides with Mac, Max Brightness, get his phone out, start swiping through, going on Facebook. And it's like, mate, this isn't your living room. And then you get the people like standing up or you need to go to the bathroom. Like it is, I would rather have a chill night in, get some stuff in and then just chill and have a nice evening there yeah minus the arsehole and you're probably going to watch it. it in hdr and or 4k anyway aren't you yeah. so you're going to get you're going to get just as good as really visual viewing if not better probably and it's not going to be so loud it's going to blow your brains out at the same time i think but yeah it definitely is i definitely think cinema is maybe going to be one of the uh, victims of um victims yeah. of this potentially go on ad I think um, one quite specific thing for our sport and maybe for other similar sports is um, people sort of um, charity towards people turning up slightly stinky geese, mm. damp from previous training, yeah, uh, unwashed bodies, 
PO. You, you can let that pass sometimes if it's occasional. But I think now it's going to be complete, uh, literal, maybe not shaming in front of the whole class because that's not cool. But the individual person and their partner would be like, mate, you stink like shit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> go on. I agree. It may be it may be cultural now to come to training with a towel. Yeah. And 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 you you know you have a clean gi, you get your temperature checked before you train. Yeah. And if you're showing any signs of illness, you just do not train. You know what I mean? That's yeah. it's it. You know, I've always <laughs> looked at training a bit like work. You know, I don't really uh, traditionally. I've never really had time off work through minor. You know, if I feel ill or I've got a cold or something like that, you know what I mean? I just go to work. You know, crack crack on with it. Whereas yeah. And I've sort of the same with training. If I've got a sniffle or whatever, I just go training. I know it's not ideal for everyone else, but we probably all have done it or got it or whatever. But that is probably going to change. And actually, if you feel even slightly funky, you're just going to, you know, see how you get on because it's just, you know, it's not worth it. Unless, until, I guess, people know that it's under control and then they'll see that as a advantage but like they say even if you had a vaccination you're not going to know the true effectiveness of that vaccination for years yeah. so it's not like it's going to just jump straight away because it will work it may work for some and not for others and that's yeah. i think with, with with bjj i mean i mean i've only been doing it for what well, since september last year and i've noticed that people train dirty white I know I'm stinking, sneaking my ball. But the, the people train militantly. Like, you know, they, it, it can be some guys are there five days a week. I can't do that because my body will break. And, um, and, Pussy. and I'm a <laughs> puss. A, a puss. Yeah. I haven't got time. I've got kids. Uh, that's my excuse. But, um, puss. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got hey, three You two own the club. You two own the club. You can't say anything. <laughs> And we got um, and jobs <laughs> and jobs, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, fucking art teacher, mate. Come on, I've got a busy job too. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, like you said there, the people want to train all the time. Yeah, I think the immediate death, and I don't know how people feel about this, is going to be uh, cross training, training in multiple gyms. Yeah, so hundred percent. Uh, Belgium are on about releasing, um, I don't know what they call it, safe bubble or something, where you basically have a list of 10 people and your contacts become those 10 people. So you can meet those 10 people, hang out with them, go to their house, go and walk to them. They become your family. So you can do everything. Now, um, a similar thing can be applied to the gym. Mm. Um, so you have, say, 30 people or 20 people on your list. So you have your family and then you have the members of the gym. I'd have to do that, mate. I've got no friends. So yeah, I think <laughs> you could have people group, like blue group, red group, green yeah. group, and yeah. those people train on certain nights and yeah. not others. I mean, it's, and that's, it's, that is... it's all fine, all protected, all good, all cool. You know, and if they bring out these apps and these technology to, to track it, that's an easy way of doing it. Now, if one of those people decide to join another group, another gym, they then infect potentially 40 people. So it becomes a a no-go ethically morally and probably if they start controlling it as well so um i, I can see short term anyway people at cross trains you have to make a choice choose a gym stick with it um 
you know, that doesn't suit everyone. You know, if you're doing, if you're an MMA fight or something, you need to train at multiple different places, multiple disciplines. Um, it starts becoming trickier, but that's that's the choices people have to make. Yeah, it is. It is going to be an interesting um, moving forwards, and I think it's going to be how people can adapt. Like anything, you adapt to. Or you die, do you know what I mean? You got to, mm. that's how you survive. Um, just to finish off, boys, I just want to quickly just go over um, favorite guests. Not that we're going to pick on anyone or whatever, but just who's been your favorite guest on so far? Go on, Ed. Ed, because he became my wife. Nice. It's quite shallow, but. I'll, I'll oh, mate. Are you I, just saying Ed because he beat you up quite a lot and broke your feet? Nah, mate. Nah, mate. Don't, don't talk about secret fear. Don't talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's hoping to give him another belt. That's what he is. I do. I do <laughs> enjoy having Ed on, though. It, don't know what although he about. does, he does throw the abuse out. He does throw a bit of abuse out. It's good. It's good fun banner. Um, what about you, George? Who's been your favourite so I far? Think- They've all been uh, interesting in different sort of ways. I quite liked hearing uh, Denison's story sort of about growing up and coming over to England. I think that's uh, quite an interesting one, uh, just, you know, to listen to all of the life stories, etc., and his sort of approach to when he's actually in the cage and whatnot. So that was quite enjoyable. Uh, I also liked uh, Mark Chen as well. I thought that was a pretty interesting, uh, just look at everything and all that sort of, uh, like, psychological stuff etc uh ed's always great for a, a bit of banter and i uh like listening to him ridicule adam <laughs> and uh you know you can't forget mickey g as well that was pretty funny yeah mm-hmm. kerry what are the hi- i suppose not your favorite but what are the highlights uh, what have been the highlights for you yeah um, but- as far as guests yeah, Mark was good, Mark Chen. I enjoyed him. He's an intense guy, knows his stuff. And um I I you know, we, I know we are in the grand scheme of things getting him back on to talk about masculinity, which is I'm really looking forward to that. Um and then I enjoyed Gareth Riddy as well. It was good um, you know, hearing his perspective on, on you know, chronic pain issues and bits and pieces and um, you know, a few of his pointers for, you know, journal taking and stuff, which I've I've taken on board and trying to trying to stick to it failing some days winning winning others um but yeah they you know i I don't actually have a favorite because you know each of the guests brings their own sort of meal to the table and it's it's good to hear him i enjoyed deniston as well he's i think he's he he got on his um it's that podcast went on long quite a long time and at the end of it he really started to get on his soapbox and i'd love to to get him back on, start off mm. at that point again. I'll definitely get Max back on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. What about you, Dave? Um, I think always love talking to Alan Witten. Uh, he's he's yeah, one of those Alan, guys yeah. that I um I really really enjoy listening to, just because he's such an expert in his field, and um he's practiced what he preaches and he and he and he he just has real um passion for what he does and helping people i I just enjoy listening to him max i could talk to max all day about you know and 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 just having someone chat about a completely different life that you could never really even imagine how it was because it's so far from the way probably any of us have grown up 
not only in just environment, but you know, socially and everything and economically, you know, um, that just you know, I don't really get bored of, I never get tired of listening to those stories and and um, where he's come from. I just find that really impressive and his attitude and life. And again, Mark Chen, always a highlight because again, Mark is a super super intelligent guy. You know, he he will you know, hit you with facts and he, 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 there's no surmising with him. It is, he speaks from what he knows, you know what I mean? So um, it's always interesting to get his view on things and, and he's that real strong science background for, um, you know, reasoning. Um, and obviously Ed, because he's, yeah, just takes the piss. Oh. Your wife, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think all the guests have been, you know, again, Mickey G, I think I've, I've had loads of feedback saying I actually on Mickey G interview, even though he's just one of my mates, was one of the funniest, you know, so that was probably him being pissed did help. And but, it's foreskin. Um, and it's foreskin, but you know, you it's, 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 uh, it's <laughs> it, it, I, I think it's the, the, the guests that have... <clears throat> You know, had got some expertise as well, and and they, they come from an interesting background. So um, we've been lucky so far, I think. And I think Jamie Hughes, hopefully, is on for Friday. Really, really interesting guy from the valleys of Wales. He's made a big name for himself in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I know um, he's had some struggles himself. Uh, lost his father, I believe. Is that right, Adam? That's which, right. Yeah. Which you know, I've lost my father um, not long ago, only uh, five months ago. I know Kerry's lost his mum not long ago. So if it's not too tough for him to talk about, I'd really you know be interested in how he's dealt with that situation because we all deal with things differently, you know. Um, and um, you know he uh, and at the Euros. He done really well, and he and and that is no mean feat. Adult or, or early masters black belt, really tough divisions, mate. And just to win one fight in those divisions is is a is a massive, you know, um, a, a massive task in itself. So I'm really and I've not met him actually. Um, I know some some of the guys you you've been a long time uh, friend of his ad, and I know Jordan. Have you trained with Jamie before? No, I was uh, away on a secret mission in Japan when they had oh, that yes, that's that shall not be talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I've not, I've not, um, I've not uh, met Jamie or spoke to him. So it's going to be really interesting just finding out what makes him tick. So looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, really, really exciting stuff. And we've got some really interesting guests in the pipeline as well. So um, keep checking out our. Uh, Facebook page, the Lockdown Podcast. Keep checking out Sasquatch Studios for classes, upcoming guests, news, uh, chance to win patches. Did we have a competition winner for the patch last patch? No, we we ordered. Do we do a competition? I can't. We did, do we? Next week we're going to run a competition. Yeah. The COVID patches are still available. Yeah. Uh, these are these are ones and dones. If you don't get hold of one of these, yeah. that's it. That you're not going to get out. one again. That's it. They're out. So get yourself a COVID lockdown. I survived the COVID. Hopefully you do survive the COVID. Otherwise, we should do a share thing, shall we? Share share the share the um share the Facebook that's page for we'll your friends. 
like, yeah. share, subscribe, yeah, and, com- and comment, comment below. Comment. That's what we do. And then yeah. you can get a, you can be entered into a one of uh, Adam's roulette wheels. You'll be like there all day, just yeah. inputting a thousand names and uh, picking a winner. Or picking a few winners. I think we'll have a few winners, won't we? Well, yeah. It might be a lottery. We'll have a, yeah. a few winners. Like 10. We'll give 10 up. Because I, I, I want one for myself. Yeah, yeah we'll all stand. I've, I've got to have, we've got to have one ourselves. A podcast 10 winners. members. Got to, have those. got to have those. I survived COVID. Hopefully. If but then will that be in bad taste? Like, I don't think it is. Because my taste levels are quite poor, to be honest. But people have died. <laughs> but we're still celebrating people who are alive. That's what we're doing, mate. It's positivity. Yeah. I'm down with it. I'm down with it. You know? And the first patch back is going to be like a purple or green one because you're survivors. Get the green stripe on the belt, and it? Green yeah. stripe. If someone says, what's that, bro? I say, I get the virus it. stripe. Fight me. Fight me if you want. Fight me. Come on. Fight that's me. The, that's the, I, I, I still did BJJ after the yeah. layoff stripe. Yeah. Oh, that's going to yeah. be the most sought off the stripe. Don't worry, yeah. Oh, my God. All these people will be coming back. Yeah. Sorry, I left, bro. I'm coming back now. I'm a blue belt. I've been gone for years. You just, you like... just, get, you just get a virus stripe for stepping yeah. back on the mat. Oh, yeah. that's all those blue belts in the world. All the blue belts are given up. Those five stripe white belts. They can all come back now, can they? Come back. No. No, this is a really good, good excuse for them to never come back. Culling them all. The weak perish the strong Cold survive. Weak flows. Yeah. Anyway, boys. Scumbags. Scumbags. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good chat tonight. I think we got through quite a few things. Interesting conversation points. And um, something to think over for those listening while they're doing their couch to 5K or whatever you're doing while you're out with a dog or um, just trying to zone out from the kids listening to the podcast. So thank you, Adam. Thanks, Kerry. Thanks, George. I'm missing Cronk. Miss you, Cronk. Thank you, Dave. Back next week to our tech Cronk. Tech Monk. Tech Monk Cronk. Monk. He doesn't don't like being called Tech Monk, does he? <laughs> tech Monk. That's his new name. Monk. <laughs> Monkatron. Monk. What's your name? Monk. I used to be called Cronk. No, I'm Monk because I'm a Monk. <laughs> but yeah so anyway that's us signing off for another episode see you uh on saturday uh when the post will be up with jamie hughes see you then ciao ciao for now